are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News, read from Audiophile Magazine. My name is Sarah. I thought today we'd start off with some fiction titles. And first we have a spotlight on the work of Monica Ali, starting with a review of her love marriage, read by Ayesha Darker. Ayesha Darker, a Bombay-born British actor, performs this darkly comic audiobook smartly and sensitively. She gives every character their due. Her intonations, whether for Brits or Indian immigrants, are subtle and unique. Her portrayal of a conflicted heroine, Dr. Yasmin Gorami, is apt, capturing all her angst. Perhaps her most eloquent renditions are of Yasmin's Bengali immigrant parents, whose story provides the novel's title. The plot traces the family's intersections with Yasmin's coming marriage to another young doctor, Joe Sangster, whose shrouded backstory initiates the action. His mother, Helen, an activist and provocateur, represents the English progressive intelligentsia and is, by turns, funny and sad. Secrets are revealed and lives are altered in this finely tuned fiction. It's available from Simon & Schuster Audio at a length of 16 hours unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-179-713-5267 for $29.99. And some other titles by Monica Ali include Alentejo Blue, read by Anna Fields, available unabridged from Blackstone Audio, Trade Edition, CD, MP3 or Digital Download, Library Edition, CD, Brick Lane, which I love, read by Elizabeth Sastre, Available abridged from Highbridge Audio, Trade Edition, Digital Download. In the Kitchen, read by Jill Tanner. Available unabridged from Recorded Books, Library Edition, CD or Digital Download. And finally, Untold Story, read by Emma Fielding and Nicholas Farrell. Available from Simon & Schuster Audio, unabridged, Trade Edition, Digital Download. And now for some more fiction titles. We start with Rouge Street, three novellas by Shuang Shui Tao, translated by Jeremy Tiang, read by Brian Nishi. Brian Nishi gives these three novellas a vivid, unforgettable performance. His sense of timing and his pace work well, and he shifts his tone from character to character subtly but intelligently. Honoring the spare prose, Nishi illuminates the harsh existences of the characters. Job loss, beatings, and other violence take place, but there's wit and whimsy, too. Family competition over status provides humor. Shuang Shui Tao is among China's most honored young writers. Rouge Street is his first work to be translated into English. He captures industrial Shenyang, the part of China that was left behind after the economic restructuring. His prose is grounded in the quotidian, yet he can remind the listener of Borgia or Kafka. This audiobook is immersive and haunting. It's available from recorded books, six and a half hours long, unabridged. Library edition, digital download, ISBN 978-170-5050231 for $24.99. Also available as CD or MP3. Tracy Flick Can't Win by Tom Perotta, read by Lucy Liu, Dennis Butzakaris, Jeremy Bob, Ramona Young, Ali Andrea Ali, Pete Simonelli, and a full cast. Lucy Liu, Dennis Butzakaris, and other talented performers rivet listeners with this sequel to Election. Perotta revisits alpha female Tracy Flick, now a middle-aged assistant principal at Green Meadow High. 
Lou as Flick sounds no-nonsense yet girlish as she voices Tracy's midlife frustration and hope for a promotion. But Sakaris as retiring Principal Weed has a world-weary wistful tone. When a rich alum insists that Green Meadow create a Hall of Fame featuring successful graduates, it stirs up troubling memories for the whole community. Ali, Andre Ali, and Ramona Young shine in portraying two seniors on the Hall of Fame selection committee. Their young voices convey that adolescence has its own regrets. This lively ensemble captivates right up to the audiobook's unexpected, timely conclusion. It's available from Simon & Schuster, six hours, unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-179-7139098 for $23.99, also available as CD. The Mid-Coast by Adam White, read by George Newbern. George Newbern opens this novel in the matter-of-fact tone of its main character. His voice increases in intensity as the mystery develops. How did lobsterman Ed Thatch, who started from nothing, make so much money? Other than the shop that sells buoys with pictures of politicians painted on them, there's nothing special about Damaris Cotter, unless it's a noticeably low crime rate. Newburn doesn't sound like a true Mainer, but then the novel's narrator is first-generation, almost an outsider, almost a tourist. Newburn's voice is well-modulated, giving listeners time to enjoy the skillful writing, the colourful characters. He puts the thrill into this thriller. If there's a great crime behind every great fortune, then what's behind the success of this particular lobsterman? It's available from Random House Audio, 9.75 hours unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-355-9024 for $20. Books on tape as the library edition, digital download, ISBN 978-059-355-9031 for $76. Four Treasures of the Sky by Jenny Ting Kui Chang, read by Catherine Chin, and an afterword read by Jenny Ting Kui Chang. Catherine Chin's narration expresses the lyricism and emotions of this historical novel, which takes listeners into the late 19th century world of Dai Yu, who is kidnapped from China. She reinvents herself again and again amid the prejudice of the U.S.'s 1882 Exclusion Act. Chin embraces the balance of adventure and sensitivity, as well as the layered persona of Dai Yu. Chin also conveys the intelligence, creativity, and strength of the heroine as she makes calligraphy her own, escapes a San Francisco brothel, and falls into the hands of white mobsters in a small Idaho town. In neutral tones, the author delivers an afterword and participates in an interview that recounts her own journey and the truths behind the story. Macmillan Audio has this title, 12.25 hours long, unabridged. Trade Edition Digital Download, ISBN 978-125-083-7530 for $26.99, also as CD. Birds of California by Katie Cotugno, read by Julia Whelan. Julia Whelan becomes former child star Fiona St. James, offering just the right amount of backstage gossip, romance, and mystery to keep listeners engaged. Fiona was a pivotal character in Birds of California, a successful fictional TV sitcom. The producers want a reboot of the series, and they need Fiona and her co-star, Sam Fox, to make it happen. When Sam tries to convince Fiona to join the cast, dormant feelings emerge, and she becomes irrational and unpredictable. 
Whelan provides credible voices and emotions as details about Fiona's public breakdown emerge. She develops the romantic undercurrent between Sam and Fiona with subtle shifts in tone and pace and makes Fiona's reluctance to re-enter the world that caused her to fall apart understandable. Great summer listening. It's available from Harper Audio, 7.75 hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-006-315-9167 for 24.99. And now let's move on to classics, poetry, and drama titles. The Complete Novels of Lewis Carroll by Lewis Carroll, read by Alison Larkin and Peter Noble. Everyone knows Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. This audio collection adds Sylvie and Bruno and The Hunting of the Snark, the first two narrated by Alison Larkin and the second pair by Peter Noble. Larkin's performances include some interesting sound effects which emphasize the fantastical nature of the stories. She also uses her remarkable vocal skills to capture the surreal world of Alice. Sylvie and Bruno is sadder and Noble's reserved treatment suits it well. The Hunting of a Snark is not a novel at all, of course, but a narrative poem, which Noble delivers with appropriate brio. This is a fine collection of Carol's longer works, worth listening to more than once. It's available from Alison Larkin Presents at the length of 14.75 hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-166-795-0679 for 24.95. The Black Moth, by Georgette Heyer, read by Rupert Degas. Listeners will find that time travel is possible as narrator Rupert Degas delivers this Georgian romance in an evocative voice. Degas' courtly tone introduces Jack, the disgraced Earl of Wincham. Cast out by London society, he is reduced to roadside robbery to stave off ennui. But after he rescues the young Diana from the unwelcome advances of the Duke of Andover, family and friends rally to his defence. Degas' delivery of the foibles and fashions of the 18th century English nobility is exquisite. He highlights Jack's winsome humour and his brother Richard's frenetic guilt with equal panache. In the impassioned dialogue of a brother's wives, women's bravery and limited options are made painfully clear. French, English, and Irish accents round out an immersive, action-packed historical romance. It's available from Dreamscape, 10 hours long, unabridged. Trade edition, digital download for $23.09. Pipeline by Dominique Morisseau, read by Safina Brown. Eugene Bird, Demetrius Gross, Sharon Lawrence, X Mayo, Viata Udi, and Karen Molina White. Television regular Sophina Brown leads a talented and largely African-American ensemble in this story of an inner-city public school teacher, Naya, who enrolls her high school-aged son, Amari, in a suburban private school to protect him from the old neighborhood. When he is accused of physically threatening a teacher, all the mother's fears are realized. The entire cast ably voices the tensions in this contemporary play, but it is ex Mayo portraying the son's girlfriend, who is the breakout talent. She clearly expresses the insights, anxiety, and strength of a young woman who knows what she wants but can feel it slipping away. This production captures the intimacy and energy of a live theatre performance. It's available from L.A. Theatre Works, 1.25 hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-168-266-1635 for 695. 
Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-168-266-1635 for $29.95. New Grub Street by George Gissing, read by Andrew Wincott. Andrew Wincott narrates this 1891 semi-autobiographical novel of two writers who are embedded in late 19th century literary London. In a deep, smooth voice, Wincott acts out the give and take between the two central characters who are both marginally successful writers. Novelist Edwin Reardon is portrayed in a quiet voice reflecting his insecurity and penury, while cynical journalist Jasper Milvane is voiced as suits his snobbish, jocular, know-it-all manner, despite his less-than-successful writing career. Wincott's honeyed tones flow forth, shifting the listener's attention between bloated description of the onerous profession of cranking out the written word and long-winded, sometimes stilted, conversation. Wincott masterfully performs this hopeful tale of poverty and the writer's craft. It's available from Nexus Audiobooks, 23 hours long, unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-178-198-3850 for $54. American Indian Stories by Zitkala Sa, read by Katie Rich. Zitkala Sa's vivid and empathetic stories draw listeners right into the controversies of her time, the late 19th century. With topics ranging from children being torn from their families to go to Indian schools to the elderly being denied land rights, these stories capture American history from the eyes of the author and her people. Although Katie Rich's narration sounds youthful, her attentive treatment of the stories keeps the listener engaged throughout. She captures both the children's emotive voices and the adults' grave tones. Her narration highlights both the pain and resilience of Zitkala Sa's people. Listening to Rich tell these stories is like reliving an oral tradition. It's available from Brilliance Audio, 3.5 hours unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-171-363-1200 for $28.99. And now let's take a look at the In the Studio column, which is featuring Cyrano de Bergerac. Audiophile Magazine spoke with Dreamscape producer Eric Black and independent producer David Bendina about the new audiobook production of Cyrano de Bergerac. Audiophile, why did you decide to do a new full-cast recording of Cyrano? Eric Black, we decided to release an audiobook version of Cyrano de Bergerac after learning about the film Cyrano that was released in 2021. Many people have a desire to hear the original classic versions of the movies they watch, and, historically, public domain titles perform wonderfully as evergreen titles for us. When the script for it first came along, I thought it would be a great opportunity for a full-cast production. We did one for Macbeth during the pandemic, in which the narrators all read independently of one another. Paul Rubin remotely directed each performance for continuity, and we pieced it together. It turned out beautifully. However, after digging into what we would need for the Cyrano cast, I realized there were nearly 50 named characters and a host of supporting roles. Figuring that the editing would be nearly impossible, we shifted gears and began collecting auditions for a single-voice performance. This is when David reached out and suggested it might be great candidate for a live-to-tape production. We discussed the possibility of doing these in the past, and with COVID restrictions lifting, it would be the first time in a long while that we could even consider it. David Bendino I've been narrating with Dreamscape since 2016. 
It's been great getting to know Erica over the years, talking about our personal tastes in this work and the larger world of storytelling. Eventually, we got to talking about what possibilities exist within the world of audiobooks, what kind of territory there might be to explore. I do as much theater as I can. I love the intersection of music and storytelling, and I've always been interested in trying to find some way to capture the energy of live theater in an audiobook. And Eric was totally receptive to all of it. We decided that if the right material came along, we'd try something with a full cast and original music. When Dreamscape acquired the translation of Cyrano, originally the thought was that it would be a single narrator interpreting the whole play. But after a little discussion, we realized this might be the right material to have a go with. It's an epic story, just full of poetry, music, humor, love, war, and heartache. It really seemed to want to have multiple voices telling it. This one is for the romantics out there, lovers of Rostand, lovers of theater. The people who dig listening to a five-act neo-romantic play know who they are. And what we ended up with feels to me like a classic cast album with a throwback feel. There are some lovely original music and some post-production elements, but we try to keep the focus on the story and language, not all the flash you can add in the post these days. To me, this makes it sound like a cast album from the 50s or 60s. The feel of it reminds me a bit of the 64 cast album of Richard Burton's Hamlet. Audiophile, tell us about the casting process. Eric Black. I provided a little in the way of suggestions and feedback, but ultimately left the casting decisions up to David. We originally talked about the possibility of bringing in some professional narrators from other parts of a country for key parts. However, we are very lucky to have amazing talent in the area, many that have audiobook experience, so we decided to keep the production entirely with local actors. Most of the cast has previously acted together in stage performances, and that camaraderie was evident on the day of the recording. David Bendina Once we decided to make this a full cast recording, we had a tight deadline. We were able to find the voices we needed among my colleagues in the Michigan theater scene, and it was a little miracle how the schedules lined up. Steve Wojtas, Cyrano, has incredible at classical chops and is a real talented verse speaker. He has a resume loaded with stage work at Shakespearean festivals around the country. He also happens to be working steadily in the audiobook world. The same goes for Caitlin Kavanaugh, Roxanne, another wonderful actor with a strong classical background who is also working as a narrator consistently. I've worked with them both at the Purple Rose Theatre Company. We lucked out that they were into the project, but then every actor we asked was really excited to work with his material in this manner. It was a joyful way to record. The rest of the cast is rounded out with a great team of theatre artists taking on multiple roles, some of whom have been narrating books and some for whom this was their first audiobook session. Audiophile the narrators were together in the studio at the same time for recording. How did that work? Eric Black. The experience in the studio was unlike anything I have ever experienced while recording traditional audiobooks. I could feel the energy in the room and see how it drove each narrator to elevate their performance in a way I don't believe we could have ever achieved if the parts had been recorded separately. When feedback was needed, everyone could weigh in immediately. If something needed to be re-recorded, everyone was there on the same page. Due to the number of actors and open mics, we had to do a lot of clean-up in post, but the technical and logistical challenges were overshadowed by the advantages. David Bendina 
Having all the narrators together was everything. The sole purpose here, we tried to capture the energy of a staged reading. Staged readings are often little tightrope walks. It's not like a production of a play, no props, blocking, or set pieces. That there is still this aim to bring the story to life using just the words of a play, that requires a little electricity that you can only get from people being in the room together, getting the story out, battling the imperfection of it all. And that's what we have here, actors reading off each other, listening to each other, really working to keep the story moving, just as we would if we were presenting a concert reading for a live audience. We just substituted microphones for the live audience. Audiophile. How is the music incorporated? Eric Black. We were extremely fortunate to have Brad Phillips create the score. He has a special knack of capturing the essence of a particular scene and translating that to music perfectly expresses and amplifies the feelings associated with it. The original idea was to have him in the studio with the voice actors playing along, which in retrospect could have made the session longer and more difficult. In the end, having him record later also allowed us to shuffle timings more easily than if it had been recorded live. We also decided to add light sound effects and ambiance to help inform the listener of the setting and action as there aren't the traditional visual clues. David Bendina. Brad Phillips is a multi-instrumentalist, improviser and composer, and I've had the pleasure of doing live theatre and workshops with him. He is the kind of musician who can live score a scene as it unfolds before him, improvising just beautifully along with the work the actors are doing. I knew from the beginning I'd want Brad on this for his transition music, as well as the music cues that are built into Rostan's script. I love that this audiobook contains original music from Brad. Audiophile, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about Cyrano? Eric Black, I've heard from countless actor-narrators how devastating COVID has been to local theatres. It was so nice to be able to share some of the fortune we've had with the audiobooks by bringing the two worlds together for this project. I couldn't be happier that we were able to keep every stage of production on this title within our community. I'm very proud of what we all accomplished, and I hope to do many more in the future. David Bendina This is the first pass of us getting to approach the work this way, and I feel fortunate that Dreamscape was open to it. It was a real learning experience. Certainly we're not the first people to make a full cast recording of a play, but it happens less and less. I'm hopeful there is more opportunity out there to keep it this format, recording with multiple actors in the room together, and to keep getting better and better at it. And now for a review of Cyrano de Bergerac, a play in five parts by Edmund Rostan, read by Steve Whitus, Caitlin Kavanagh, Ryan Carlson, David Bendina, Angie Kane, Michael Wecht, James Cool, Patrick Luce, and music by Bradley Phillips. This is the year of Cyrano. Adaptations and films abound. But for the casual listener, this straightforward staged reading, including scene titles and stage directions, might be the best introduction to the world of a tender poet and sly swordsman who happens to have a monstrous nose. Employing Shakespearean rhythms, original music, and clear American accents, classically trained narrators Steve Wojtas and Caitlin Kavanaugh as Cyrano and the lovely Roxanne lead the listener through the well-known tale about a real-life 17th-century artist who wooed the love of his life by pretending to be another man. With a balance of humor, heightened language, and tragedy, this 1897 French play was an instant hit and continues to appeal to audiences to this day. It's available from Dreamscape, 3.25 hours, unabridged, 
trade edition digital download for $41.99, also available as CD or MP3. And that's it for me. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News. My name is Sarah. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.